Hi, everybody. <laughs> I always forget what to say. Yeah. And then Hi, everybody. I turn it on and I'm, I go blank. This is Carrie, and I'm here with Weird World. <laughs> God, she's not drunk, people. <laughs> the Weird World, Yet. the podcast. This is our post-Christmas special edition. It, it's really our Christmas edition. We just we upload the day after Christmas. That's not. That we got what? We upload the oh. day after Christmas. <laughs> I 100% thought you said we got blowed. The day after <laughs> <Christmas>. <laughs> we got blowed the day after Christmas. All right. Well, hey, now, we what? Oh, my gosh. Should we start over? No. Okay. Who are you guys? I'm Dean. I'm Erin. Let us begin. Okay. So, again, this is our Christmas episode, essentially. So, it's about Christmas. Yay. In fact, not surprisingly, it's about weird things uh, having to do with Christmas. So whether it's really mostly going to be stuff that happened on Christmas or right around Christmas or some funky stuff that folks do in the celebration of Christmas. So it's really oh, just kind of a little grab bag, Christmas-oriented grab bag ooh. of weirdosity. Okay, ready? sure. Let's start with a little bit of what I like to call Christery. <laughs> Get it? Christmas history. Oh. Okay. Are you going to tell us the story of the nativity? No, I am oh. not going to do What's that. up with that? I had to set up a nativity <laughs> scene once. Didn't make a lick of sense. Well. Where does the goat go? Where does the dog go? That's because you were a heathen child. Why is there three men watching a baby? Yeah, that's the most disturbing part of it. That's strange. No, we're going to start with something a little more uplifting than that. The Christmas truce of World War I. Oh. Wait, I just said more uplifting than the birth of Jesus. I probably <laughs> I should watch that. I meant, I, I meant the old men watching a baby. So the Christmas trees, most people listening, I, I thought we'd start with something kind of just, you know, pretty basic. Hopefully you've heard about this. If you haven't, here's the story real briefly. 1918, I'm sorry, 1914, World War I has been going on for about six months or so. It was already ground down to a brutal, you know, trench warfare battle of attrition. And so where sticking your head above that trench line usually meant instant death die. from a machine gun across that razor wire laden no man's land that sometimes was just yards separate. Wow. Amazingly close. Usually it was a couple hundred yards or so, but still was you ducked down and you... Yeah, Way World War One was horrific. Yeah, it was. Well, Not good. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the, here's the uplifting part of that. Christmas Day... I believe it was Christmas Day. It might have been Christmas Eve of 1914. So the first Christmas in the trenches of World War I, someone, no one knows exactly who, decided they're going to take a chance, test the Christmas spirit. After all, the Germans on the other side and the British on the other side and French were, were Christians. And so someone decided just to, I don't know, lift their head, lift a white flag, and say hey. And very soon, along miles and miles of the front lines there, you had German soldiers and British and French soldiers, mostly British and German soldiers, meeting in the no man's land and socializing, interacting, having a Merry Christmas, uh, trading cigarettes and stories and singing carols. And it's, it's said that even some little soccer matches broke out. Wow. Ha- of course, uh, do, do we know what nationality the first soldier was? No. Not that I know of. Anyway. I don't think so. How Probably they- not German. Hey, wow. Very well, could have been. Could have been. Who knows? How did they communicate? Because they probably didn't speak the same languages. Oh, sign language. What's Songs. Songs. <laughs> they probably, you may be surprised. They some knew a little bit of German, knew a little bit of English. 
soldiers stopped killing each other for a while and started socializing, essentially. And it was, it didn't last very long because the higher-ups didn't like it. They thought, this is not going to, we don't want this. We want them killing each other. So they put a damper on it, sort of punishing people for doing that. So very quickly, it kind of fizzled out. But for just this short, weird, spontaneous time, you had this goodwill break out. This peace broke out in the middle of, remember, a horrific, horrific, bloody war before it devolved back into the bloodbath that lasted almost four more years. Yikes. So that was known as the Christmas Truce. That's a bit weird. I mean, that first person who said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm tired of this stuff. I'll yeah. probably get You'll... shot, but it's Christmas. Let's see what happens. Huh. Ballsy dude. Too bad we didn't have those young men in charge of the rest of the war. Yeah, with the vote. They might have ended it. <laughs> yeah, on Christmas, they would have said, fuck it. You know what I want for Christmas? World peace. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. How about one another story from Christory? <laughs> That's going to be trending, Carrie. Okay. It sounds like you're slurring something. <laughs> on Christmas Day in 1990, Ooh. the geniuses at CERN, C-E-R-N, which stands for the European Organization for Nuclear Research, so it really should be E-O-N-E-R, <laughs> yeah. somehow it's CERN. This, you know, wow. It's French. Yes. They uh, flicked on something called a website. <laughs> Info.crn.ch. It was the first web server to ever go live. Christmas Day, 1990. Tim Berners-Lee had started things going a little bit earlier, late the year before, in terms of having the first... He conducted the first transfer of data via hypertext transfer protocol, HTTP, in mid-November of 1989. But Christmas Day, 1990, was the first time you had a live web server. You can start, essentially, surfing the net, communicating through the internet. We didn't have internet before 1990? Apparently not. That's when did we get Prodigy? Probably early 1990s. Prodigy yeah. was probably like 1991. It, was, it, was, it, it caught, I mean, it, it went with by lightning speed. I mean, AOL was up and running in the early, early 1990s. Yeah. Prodigy.net was, it was almost immediate. And it was, of course, dial up and, and very yeah. slow and all that kind of thing. But it was, it was a thing. Huh. And it was an important thing very, very, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas 1990. My generation just has Internet Explorer. (laughs) (laughs) Poor little thing. We didn't have Google Chrome yet. Horrible. Your generation. Your life is almost at an end. We didn't even Mm -hmm. have Windows. (gasps) Nope. We had to do DOS prompt. Bill Gates was just a boy. Slash whatever. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Horrific. The horror stories we could tell you people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People, when they write down HTTP... Semicolon four slash four slash. <laughs> <laughs> Something else got started on Christmas, but this was on Christmas Day in 1865. Let's go back a little Ooh. ways. Did they have internet? The no. Civil War? Pulaski, Tennessee. Civil War was just over. Internet just out of reach. <laughs> <laughs> it was a twinkle in the eye of Bill Gates's <laughs> great great grandfather. I don't know. It was this in Pulaski, Tennessee, though, a group of Fairly well-educated, middle-class, mostly of Scottish ancestry, Tennesseans. They got together for a meeting to form a new club. Uh Mm, Oh, I'm I'm afraid. Still kind of pissed off about losing the Civil War. Still kind of chaffed about that. So they wanted some vengeance on their enemies. They wanted vengeance for those brave traitors, Confederate soldiers that they had lost during the war, because let's not forget all those Confederate statues. Remember, those are the worst traitors in the history of our country. Mm -hmm. 
never forget. So they decided that they would terrorize their enemies in the memory of those brave lost soldiers by visiting them in the night while wearing white hoods, which were to symbolize the ghost of those dead Confederate oh, soldiers. That's wow. where the white hood That's what they comes from. They, they're, they're, they're essentially, we're ghosts. Boo! With, and we have flaming guns. With and, pointy and, heads. And nooses. That's why ghost costumes always accidentally open <laughs> kikiki. <laughs> they named their group Kuklos, which is Greek for the word circle. That was just, they're the circle. That later was transformed into, as we know, the Ku Klux, Ku Klux Klan. Klan. Yes, the KKK was started on Christmas. Christmas Day. Oh, mm. no. <laughs> so Santa's racist. No, Santa's not. Like a lot of those people, they use the name of Christianity and things like that for a weapon, not in the true spirit of it. Ditto here. I mean, every one of those people thinks they're the most religious or righteous person in the world as they murder and pillage. So that's the KKK and Christmas. How about, let's go even further back. Who doesn't like a little bit of mistletoe? <laughs> Never seen <laughs> you are you want to re-say that? <laughs> who doesn't like who doesn't like a little bit of mistletoe? <laughs> well, mistletoe is toxic to the animals. Oh no. I hadn't thought about that. That's weird a yeah. little bit. Well, you know what's even weirder though is that mistletoe originally was meant to signify more than just a little peck of the cheek from your aunt or something like that. In the olden days, that sprig of mistletoe was representative of virility. Oh, so hanging mistletoe from your doorframe or something like that was meant to say, "Come get pregnant." I'm ready for action. <laughs> oh my god! Basically, yes, I'm ready for something more than just a little peck on the cheek. Oh. Quite a bit more, as a matter of fact. So we've we've Lovely. tamed it. And was it originally a Christmas thing? Probably or was it just pre. A- I think it was pre-Christmas, so or was it, meant, it more of yeah, like the pagan a, the pagan yeah. celebrations, say. the various pagan celebrations that were morphed into Christmas. Yeah. It Sounds more witchcrafty. Just yeah. a little witchy, a little paganish. <laughs> Christmas also back in the day. Now, Christmas to Christians, through most of the history of, of Christmas celebrations, was a booze fest. It was Boo. nothing like the family get together kind of you know spirit of Christmas. He's the reason for the season kind of stuff at all. You got drunk and you went Litty. crazy. Really? Car- carolers, remember, carolers were essentially extorters. They would sing at you and, and, and basically give us food and drink, or we're not going away. We might even trash your house. And nice. sometimes they did. Wow. Drunken, you know, Singing. just a bunch of drunken singers <laughs> rolling around the village looking for free handouts. That was Christmas. Okay. I'm not exaggerating. I swear to God, I was there. I wasn't there. But <laughs> it, wasn't the whole, it wasn't the whole gift giving, spend it with your family, listening to or watching horrible mu- movies and oh listening to even worse music. It was like that. the purge, but like they're coming at you <laughs> with bit. like Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> the purge while singing <laughs> Christmas carols. Uh, Christmas trees, as, as a matter of fact, were kind of a forced Christmas tradition in the Victorian era. They started in England in the, 19, in the uh, 19th century. That was essentially meant to be part of this movement toward the kind of the the Victorian snobs to tame Christmas, to turn Christmas into this more family affair. So one of the things they, uh, in Germany, Christmas trees go way, way back. But in England, it was instituted, essentially, or pushed to make it more of a family, stay-at-home kind of a centered celebration than it had been through its its, its history. And so Christmas trees were kind of a little bit of 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 a marketing effort and to make Christmas much, much, much less fun. <laughs> nice. Well, 
Go get this thing, chop it down. Yeah. Put it in your house. Make sure it doesn't die. Watch like, it die. Watch it get dead needles all over the place. And, and in a lot of cases, away. hang candles on it. Yes, mm-hmm. which is insane. Put fire. And instead fire of and food on it. Instead of, of celebrating by going out and getting drunk and, and harassing people in their homes. Stay inside and look at it. Stay, stay home, look at your tree, watch terrible movies, listen to the worst music ever made. Except for Sia's Christmas album, obviously. Yeah. Last part of Christory is Coke Santa. Ooh. Remember Coke Santa? Uh-huh. Santa Claus was invented in 1931 in the, his current form, the roly-poly red and white with the beard kind of thing. Absolutely not true. The Santa Claus, even in that very, very, very similar image, you know, it's kind of a myth, isn't it, that Coke invented Santa Claus. Right. That's absolutely Ooh. not true. He was around by the at least the mid-1800s in very much the same form. He was in newspaper advertisements for toys, and but also used in lots of cartoons, like Thomas Nast had had cartoons with Santa Claus or Saint Nicholas in very much the same appearance as early as the 1850s. So, and probably Ooh. even earlier in, in some advertisements. So, Coke Santa, not true. Which, by the way, now that I think about it, Coke Santa can mean something very, very different. <laughs> yes, before it can. they had Christmas, Christmas was still the you know the fun oh, Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Party Christmas. Here comes Coke Santa. <laughs> so let's have a visit from Coke Santa and go out and harass people. Woo-hoo. Now, let's take a trip around the world. We all know about, let's start with, of course, the obvious one and just get it out of the way. Krampus. Krampus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Krampus in Central Europe and parts of Western Europe. We all know about that. It's the version of Santa with the goatee that signifies he's Santa's evil twin, kind of like, as we know. Doesn't know, he have, like, curly Spock. horns, too? Yes. And he kidnaps the bad kids and he beats them and puts them in a sack or something like that, right? Yeah. He's all over parts of, of Europe. He has given rise to an Oscar-worthy film, I think, in all agree. Oh, God. But there are, are lots of other weird Christmas customs throughout the world. So if we take a moment to be super, super ethnocentric and think of anybody who does things differently than we do as weird, let's, let's take a trip around the world and investigate some of those, shall we? Woohoo! Japan, we'll start with. It was 1974. <laughs> Whoa. Kentucky Fried Chicken Fuck yeah. decided that they wanted to kick up their penetration of the Japanese market so they started a campaign with a slogan. Aaron, you're going to have to help me with this. <laughs> right there. Kurisumasu niwa Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> that means Kentucky for Christmas! Exclamation point. Oh, wow. To this day, Japanese families throughout the nation celebrate Christmas, despite not being Christians, or maybe because yeah. they're, they're not Christians, by going to KFC on but Christmas yeah. Eve. It is a national thing. Really? It's huge. I should ask my Japanese yeah, teacher about you that. Yeah. They, they, everybody goes, oh, Christmas Eve? Dinner? Sure. Oh, yeah. KFC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? You know what sounds good? A drumstick and some mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you guys do that? The huh. traditional Japanese meal of <laughs> mashed potatoes. Some with and gravy. cheese curds. And a lovely, lovely cheese curds. And 11 herbs and spices that it turns out mm-hmm. are just four. So, do you know he Colonel Sanders was a failed lawyer? Was he? He kind of mm-hmm. looks like one of them country lawyers. Mm-hmm. I'm a in his country lawyer. So he is declared Dubai, and then he got kicked out for fighting. For fighting? Yeah, there's wow. a drunk history on it. Really? And didn't he? Yeah, they totally got sold out, sponsored. Didn't oh, he not bastards. start Kentucky Fried Chicken until he was really old? Yeah, he yeah. was already. I have heard that. Yeah, yeah, because he was a failed lawyer by then. Huh. Yeah, and so Damn. he did something else in between too. Also failed at that. Failed at what? Something else. Whatever. I forgot. Kind of, oh, Harlan Sanders? In between Pro, his... Uh, his pimping, uh, I think it was. Oh, yeah. I could be wrong. <laughs> he had a super unpopular brothel. 
Sponsors KFC. Sponsors. Sex workers uh, were way too spicy. Just your founder a pimp, but that's fine. <laughs> Spain, or at least in the Catalan parts of Spain around Barcelona, the center of their Christmas celebrations is something called the Cacatillo or Tío de Nadal. I don't have a translation for you. Can you help me out there? Nope. I don't know what it means. It's, and it's Catalan. It's not actually Spanish, but it's close enough. Anyway, it's basically a hollow log that you dress up with little stick legs. You draw on a little smiley face, and then you give it a little red hat, all right? Ooh, fancy. It's very nice. And then from December 8th through Christmas Eve, the kids feed the log <laughs> with candy and maybe water and beverages, and they make sure the log is warm at night by giving it a little log blanket on it, and they just kind of take care of it for that entire time, right, leading up into Christmas Eve. Then on Christmas Eve itself, these adults who are clearly trolling their own children, they tell, make the kids beat the log with sticks and sing songs to it. And one of the lyrics in the songs goes, quote, poop log, poop nougats, hazelnuts and macho cheese. If you don't poop well, I'll hit you with a stick, poop log. Because when they hit the log with a stick and if they sing the songs right, the log then poops presents and candy for the kids on Christmas Eve. And well, how does that happen? I don't 100% know. Oh. But I think I'm going to say they probably hide stuff in there. You know, well, kind of like know, we put stuff in the like tree, they, they put do, it in the poop log. They do the whole Santa thing. Do you not know about Santa? <laughs> well, yes, but Ooh, spoil that for Carrie. I didn't realize we were spoiling Carrie because she's. But it makes it sound Santa. like it's happening while they're hitting it with a stick. I think it is. <laughs> it does make it sound like it's the, it sounds like it might be a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, my presence pinyatish. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine like a poor Spanish child like texting their like foreign friend and be like, "BRB, gotta go beat the log. Gotta, <laughs> gotta go get, feed my log. Gotta feed my log." So it poops out good presents on the on Christmas Eve. You guys are doing that too, I think, right? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Turns out we're not. So that's the poop log. The log. Why? Why didn't you guys introduce the poop log to us? I, I just found out about it, so we have a good excuse. But we're going to be the best ass grandparents ever. Oh my god, we have a poop log. No children. You kids are going to be so <laughs> shunned in school the next I after go Christmas. I want to grandma and grandma's house and beat the poop log. <laughs> Sing songs, telling the poop well. Beat the poop log. And give me matto cheese. Give me matto so cheese. Nougats, log. hazelnuts, and matto cheese. Who wants lock, nuts Harry? and cheese? Uh, these kids do. What kind of bougie ass fucking European <laughs> kids? Like, I'll have a nice deep red with it too. Like, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> what? No croissants? Mm-hmm. Everyone except the poop log has a really good time. The poop log doesn't because once it's given, it's pooped out as presents, it is tossed into the fire. Oh <laughs> my gosh. After it's given so much. Oh, you can make a new poop log next year. That's how they work there in yeah. Barcelona. Ukrainians. Oh. Let's go to the Ukraine. They, in the Ukraine, they believe that spiders are good luck. Well, I like that. I well, spiders. They also believe that Delusional. Trump would keep his word, so they've got some issues there in the Ukraine, obviously. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I digress. The spider thing leads them to decorate their Christmas trees with spiderweb-based ornaments. They put these big, glistening, sticky spider webs on their Christmas trees huh. for good luck and because it's, they think it's super cool. Yeah. It looks great. Spooky. Huh. Tons of them, too. Actually, uh, now that I think about it, though, Christmas trees with Halloween decorations would be much, much better than Christmas trees with Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. Agreed? No. Come on. When I decorated my friend's Christmas tree, they had one spooky skeleton. See? Decoration. Then if you pulled the string, he dances in his casket. 
Ooh, I oh, like that. That spooky. see, that's way better than a. Hey, I don't know whatever we. Who's reindeer? the person at this table that wanted a black tree this year? Ooh. Uh, she thinks it gives her like street cred, mm-hmm. but you won't put any spider webs in it. So whatever. Well, where's your Russian make, spider web? If you make the spider web ornaments, we can put them on there. She knows it's not going to happen, so it's not really <laughs> fair for her to even ask that. So, how about Newfoundland? Oh, how about them? Every year in Newfoundland, the women dress as men and the men dress as women <laughs> on Christmas, or at least around Christmas time. They call themselves mummers. So they dress up in the opposite sex, and they do it, by the way, way over the top. Mm-hmm. They're not just putting on their wife's dress yeah. by any stretches. It's not like that at all. Full they, drag. Tucking yeah, oh, it and all. Hugely, hugely. <laughs> and the women put, I don't know. Beard prosthetics. Yes, there we go. That's not what I was thinking, but okay. They pack. They they pack. They go to the their homes of their of their friends, or they just walk along the, the the streets of the town, and they try not to get recognized. That's their whole goal. Oh. They change their voice. They've obviously changed their appearance, and they change like the way they walk. Even anything where, they can wait, do. Where is this again? Newfoundland. Oh, that's wait. Right. So not recognized as who they like, are. Like the actual. Like actual gender or not recognized as like their person. As their actual person. Is oh, okay. It's like, is that Bob? Okay, that's a lot easier. Oh, it's yeah, like, no, it it's Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure is what they say. It's, and, and again, they dress in a way that would make a drag queen say, oh, no, sir, that's too much. Sequence during the day. <laughs> <laughs> you have gone too far, sir. If they are recognized, they have to remove their mask and admit that they stole their outfit ideas from Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, because they, I've seen some pictures, and they clearly did. But we'll they, wait, s- they're wearing a mask? I, they, 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 I, that's makeup? what it said, yeah. I, the, some pictures I saw, that they don't look like they're wearing like masks. It's like they're just heavily made up, but I think mm-hmm. some are actually wearing masks as well. So maybe they have to quickly, maybe they have to always have wet naps with them, and if they're mm-hmm. recognized, they have to rub off their yeah. makeup real quick and say, it's me, Bob, not Tiffany. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my theory. Toys... In many parts of Latin America, those Christmas toys we get under the tree every year, right? They come from Santa Claus, correct? Of course. He flies around. He's got reindeer. He fits down your chimney somehow, even though he's kind of a chubster. In Latin America, in many parts of Latin America, though, they do not come from Santa Claus. Mm. Those toys are lugged around every year and given to you by baby Jesus. Fuck yeah. Little baby Jesus, who apparently lifts. Nine pounds, six pounds, baby nine Jesus. Nine pounds, six pounds, baby Jesus. Who can, Come down your chimney. He, well, he can fit. He could fit, but could he really carry that big ass sack of toys? That's a little skeptical. He can carry the weight of yeah. all our sins. I suppose. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of Jesus versus Santa mm-hmm. in these places. Baby. I'm not sure. That, baby I wonder, Jesus versus Santa. Yeah, baby Jesus. Is there a role for Santa in these places, though? I don't know. To be honest with you. I maybe he makes the toys. Maybe, maybe so. And then baby Jesus He's comes. He's the middleman. Yes. Yeah. Baby Jesus yes. is the. I don't know U.S. Postal Service. And or, no, he's like the factory. He's oh, the yeah. factory. He and his elves. Baby Jesus gets there like Christmas Eve and says, "Let's go, Santa. What's up? I'm loading up. You ready?" It's and trans- if he's late, Baby Jesus is having none of it. Mm-hmm. Santa has almost gotten fired multiple, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Multiple times. So let's move on to Venezuela, Caracas, Venezuela, to be specific. Where every year, thousands of Caracans, no idea if that's what they are. <laughs> Probably not. They right. roller skate Ooh, to mass on Christmas morning. Oh. You heard that right. So they get up, they strap on their skates, they're ready to go praise the Lord by roller skating to church on Christmas Well, that's Day. a fun one. I think it's a, uh, it's a fun active. That 
it, it's so popular in Caracas that they close many streets yeah. to not have car versus skater collisions. But wow. say about everyone is a really good skater. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully. So again, just masses of people skating yeah. to church every Christmas day. I think the old you skates I only wear once a year to ride to <laughs> church on Christmas. I obviously we should all adopt that. That's of course. that was the best tradition I think of so far. That's better than even I think than the scary decorations well, I think. You realize to do that you'd have to actually go to church. You know if I could roller skate there? Can I roller skate to Denny's? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same, but yes, you can. We all have our favorite Christmas foods, don't we? Sure. Go ahead and name some. Um, Sausage, egg, and cheese. Honestly, honestly, I thought about this when I was writing this. <laughs> I, like, I actually can't think of any traditional Christmas foods. I mean, what, what do you mean? Well, Stuffing, turkey. Ham. That seems more Thanksgiving y. But you eat it's it. Absolutely. I know, you're Christmas right. Too. A ham. ham. Okay, all right, all right. Mashed a goose. Potatoes. A goose. In other places, not ours. Cranberries, sure. Okay. Cranberries. Many people in South Africa have a very special, delectable delight on Christmas. Caterpillars. <gasps> yes. Are you kidding? Not kidding. They fry up the, I can't remember the name of them, these colorful caterpillars every Christmas, and a bunch of their friends do. They have more of them. It's what you've And then lizards. they munch them down on Christmas dinner, which I believe is still better than goose. <laughs> so I'm... But that's that, that's a traditional. What's the word I'm looking for? Meal. Meal? No. Um, delicacy. Delicacy in in South Africa is is this oh. certain type of caterpillar. Good for them, Jack. If he was here, he'd be all love. Oh, he this. You yeah, know he, he would, would be that he's gross very, little boy. Yeah, he's a gross. He, he's very much a strong advocate of alternative forms of protein. He does not practice that himself. Uh, no, he does not. But he strongly advocates them. He goes to McDonald's. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he keeps on waiting for the Mick caterpillar, but they uh-huh. aren't, until they make it, and he will eat it when they make it. Oh, you know he will. I'm sure he will. Let's go to Iceland. Ooh. Iceland does not have any large predators, as you know. Ideal. That is. Unless you count the Yule Cat. Oh. Remember the Yule Cat? Each year... Sounds festive. It is very festive. Yeah, well, menacing. actually it's not. Farmers on Iceland give their hard-working laborers, their farm laborers, a new set of clothes. It's kind of a tradition, right? So if you worked hard during the year, and you know this ahead of time, it's kind of incentivizing. Good work. You get Here's new clothes. So good, lo- good work, yeah, a new set of clothes, right? Bad work, though, if you're a slacker, <gasps> guess what you get? You run the risk of being attacked and... Eaten by a Yule cat on Christmas Day. It's this uh, a so huge, murder. Not murder. It's a cat. It's, it's essentially it's a cryptid that I've never heard of before. It's a huge cat-like creature that I guess apparently spends the other 364 days in a exactly. volcano. I don't yeah. know. But on Christmas Day, and it can sniff out a slacker, and it eats them. And so that's sort of a threat that farmers hold over their farm laborers every year. So. Yeah. And do the, these laborers ever realize that nobody ever gets eaten by the Yule cat? I think the lesson is that farmers think their workers are really stupid. Yeah. And they will u- use murder. Then they will threaten, threaten live. So it's like with the pros and cons, it's like pros. I might get some new jeans, cons. I might be murdered by a cat. <laughs> in between, it's all bullshit, and I can just—I'm not going to get exactly. the new jeans, I know, but yeah. I can be lazy the entire year. Hmm. So eh. that's the Yule cat, though. I had never heard of that. Very strange. How about a different animal? How about a duck? Yule duck. Not exactly. Donald Duck. Ooh. Every Christmas, Sweden 
en masse, I mean, the huge portion of the country sits down and watches a Donald Duck, or a Disney cartoon, actually it's more of an, a cartoon anthology, a show, it's called, and I'm going to do it in a Swedish accent, by the way, Kale Anka Ak Hans Vanner Ansker Gudjul. It means Donald Duck and his friends wish you a Merry Christmas. It started in 1958 when they had one TV station. <laughs> Even by like the nice. 90s, they had two. So they didn't have a lot of choice. But in 1958, the Swedish television station played a brand new Disney Ooh. cartoon called Donald Duck and his friends wish you a Merry Christmas. So I think it had a different title. That was the Swedish version yeah. of the title. And to this day, about 40% of the country, and they have other choices now, by the way, uh, 40% of the country tune in at 3 p.m. sharp every Christmas to watch this pantsless duck cavort <laughs> with his Disney friends in a, ser- a series of short cartoons. They, I mean, it's, it's religion. When, when they, the station tried to mess with it and swap out one of the cartoons for another, there was a national uproar, and they were forced to switch it back to the same, I think it's like five or six cartoons the next year, the same kind of lineup. So every year, they watch the same goddamn thing. Has it never been updated? It's still never, the original 19... When, when they tried to update version? it, when they tried to update it, 19, it was like 1987 or something like that. They tried to update it, and it, it was an uproar. People were Give pissed. me my duck back. Wow. <laughs> Side note, Mickey Mouse is actually in the show, and he's I think he's like the host of it, the show. So there is Mickey Mouse, and Jiminy Cricket's in this too, and other characters are in this, other Disney characters. But in Sweden, Donald Duck is far more popular than Mickey, huh. so they call it the Donald Duck show. It's funny. Which I think is good taste, because honestly, Mickey Mouse is one of the lamest cartoon characters in the entire Disney entourage. He's yeah. pretty worthless. I know how to draw Donald Duck basically from memory because of one of my clients at work. He was a major Donald Duck fan. I think I, I, I've never been a big fan of Mickey. That's just my, I'm sorry <laughs> like, if, I, uh, fucked, if I've set you. Draw me baby, baby Donald Duck. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I had a Donald Duck transistor radio when I was little. I believe you. Of course you did. I believe you, Gary. I might still have it. It might you, be in the garage. You know what? You might. <laughs> I believe that too. It never really worked, but I loved it. How about Christmas games, Carrie? You named some some great Christmas meals and food that you like. How about all those great Christmas games you like to play? There are none. Exactly. That's my point. Get dinner done in time. Yeah. <laughs> but it used to be a big thing. You used to play games. The family get together and play lots of games during Christmas. So I'm sure I mean, some families still do. I'm sure they do. But if you're like us, the answer to that question is, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Christmas games? <laughs> I'm busy trying to get my new thing to work. Yeah. Whatever it is I got. Jesus. I mean, we probably did when we were kids. Like what? I'm sure just whatever games. Parcheesy, Uno. Did you, did you ever play Snapdragon? No. You but know I was going to say probably whatever games we got, you know. Those kinds of games, yes. But I mean, not those aren't specifically games you play no. on Christmas. No. These are games you play that we were traditionally played on Christmas, including one fun one in, that was popular in the 19th century in England called Snapdragon. This involved <laughs> soaking a big bowl of raisins in brandy, which mm. is flammable, Yum. because then you lit it on fire. <gasps> what? And then you pass it around, and people took turns laughing hilariously as the person next to them grabbed a big bowl of burning raisins and stuffed it into their mouth and swallowed it in one gulp. That was the game. That's Snapdragon. It's like hurt yourself and laugh. (laughs) It's very weird. That sounds a little dangerous. It sounds very dangerous. But it sounds actually, I'd rather do Snapdragon, play Snapdragon, than I would play this other game that was also popular in England, naturally, called Hot Cockles. (laughs) Which is weird because it actually, it seems like these two uh, names of the game should be flipped. Hot Cockles was where a player 
would put his head in another player's lap oh. while the rest of the people playing the game would take turns kicking him from behind where he couldn't see them. And the, the person with the head in the lap would have to guess who was kicking him. <laughs> and if the person guessed correctly, they had to stop kicking him. And presumably... Where was this game played? England. Oh, my God. How is this still not a thing? Or English. Really? Is this still a thing? Do you I have know. to ask? I think it should absolutely be a thing. You, I mean, Carrie, we can trick kids into doing almost anything. We, can, mm. we could have made our kids play hot cockles. They, had, they didn't know. Damn it. That's Sucks. called child abuse. Yeah, yeah. It's a <laughs> felony. Potato, potato. It's, we, I mean, and we could have <laughs> made them eat burning raisins. Come on. Mm, apparently. Kind of blew it. Let's end our little Christmas around the world tour with remembering that Christmas is not all fun and games, Carrie. Every year, just in the, in the United States, 15,000 people are injured from Christmas decoration-related accidents. Yeah. I'm not talking minor things. I mean, taken to the emergency room level of injury from Christmas decoration accidents. Yeah. 15,000 a year. There's glass ornaments, man. That's unbelievable. Well, is are it like we, falling off roofs? And I was going like to say, are we? I'm sure it including is, including people who are extreme lights and fall yeah, off the ladder, or, or on the ladder, putting the star on top of a nine yeah. foot Christmas tree and falling, falling, yeah. and if they would just the put spider webs on it, they'd be fine. Fall on them. Yeah, huh. fifteen thousand a year. I heard. I don't. It didn't. The thing I read didn't say how many die, but somebody's got to die once in a while, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Imagine. Well, also Christmas tree fires is a big thing. I too. wonder if that's that could be. Yeah, probably is putting candles on trees. Yeah, don't people put don't do anymore. On but trees. still, yikes! We're going to end with a couple of entries of Christmas entertainment that live on to this day. One of which should still live on. We'll start with that. Have you ever heard of the Star Wars Christmas special? The nope. Star Wars holiday special, I have to say, it <laughs> was a thing of beauty. <laughs> Even if you don't like Star Wars, I think you have to admit you probably can stand Chewbacca. Chewbacca's kind of the, you know, who doesn't like a Wookiee? Well, he mm-hmm. is cuddly. Yeah, cuddly. He's eight feet tall. But yeah, I don't you know can't cuddle with th- somebody eight feet tall. Okay, Carrie, that's, <laughs> keep that to yourself. Your private <laughs> fantasies can just remain that, all right? What Star Wars folks decided to do in 1978, the year after Star Wars came out, was a somewhat of a surprise smash, smash hit. George Lucas took this idea to CBS, the very large TV network in the United States, and he said, let's do a Star Wars holiday special. So it was the brainchild of George Lucas, let's keep that in mind, that creative genius that all the Star Wars people you know, think is, is so brilliant. He Essentially, they're, they're trying to kind of le- obviously leverage off the popularity of Star Wars, but also bridge the gap. Uh, the second movie, The Empire Strikes Back, was not going to be released until 1980. So they just wanted to keep, some Star- you know, keep people yeah. thinking Star Wars in the interim. Right, so here we are in late 1978, and they do uh, the Star Wars holiday special to kind of ride that hot hand until 1980. It was pure genius. It explored the world of Chewbacca and his Wookiee family celebrating something called Life Day, Ooh. which was kind of like a Christmas-ish. It's also a little bit Thanksgiving-ish, and all of the actors, clearly forced to by contract, were in it. Mark Hamill was in it. Harrison Ford was in it. Really, uh, hmm. Princess Leia was in it. Carrie Fisher. Uh, those people were in it. The guy who did, I can't do Chewbacca. Uh, he did Chewbacca. They all were in it. They were being chased by something, and Mark Hamill and Chewbacca got back to the Chewbacca planet. <laughs> I don't know. I obviously don't watch Star Wars. And then they celebrated Life Day. 
it was sort of a variety show, I guess. The first mm-hmm. 10 minutes was a sketch with Chewbacca, his wife, Maul. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Father Itchy Ooh. and son, Lumpy. Clearly, Lucas was not was oh, wasting the stupid names on this. He, you Jesus. Know. They conversed in Wookiee language for 10 solid minutes with no subtitles whatsoever. Jesus and wow. a series of grunts and squeaks and whines and growls and things like that. 10 minutes. Can you, I mean, think about that. Yeah. I don't care how good of a physical actor you are. That's not working for most people. There were major guest stars like Diane Carroll, the famous oh, singer yeah. at the time. She Singer? Diane Carroll, yeah. She was an actress and singer. Oh, she didn't I just didn't know so she, she sang. sang. Yeah. In fact, she sang a song. That's what she did on this show. Huh. She sang a song that was a very kind of sexy vamping to <laughs> Itchy the Grandpa, <laughs> which oh was considered somewhat awkward, <laughs> even for the uh, even now, let alone for the time. Again, the original actors all played themselves. And it's kind of most famous for a cartoon segment that introduced the character of Boba Fett, who is a bounty hunter who would have a, a major role in the upcoming 1980 version of the second one, The Empire Strikes Back. In fact, the movie took its costume cues for Boba Fett from this cheesy little stupid cartoon that was on this holiday special. Hmm. It was an absolute disaster. It got horrific reviews. If Rotten Tomatoes, it would have been a zero percent. <laughs> it was absolutely hated by everyone. Lucas canceled all later rebroadcasts that had been scheduled and the video release that they were going to do. Oh. He just said, nope, it's done. This will never be seen again. He would Ew. later say, quote, if I had the time and a sledgehammer, I would track down every, track down every copy of that show and smash it. He was, was it embarrassed. a movie in the theaters? No, it was a it TV was special. TV. It was on CBS. Jesus. Is, does it exist today on that, That's a great question. I, I should have checked on YouTube or something oh, like that. But I can't he, believe you didn't look for it. I, I meant to. It was, like I said, he stopped. It, there was no video release of it. So, it so was, maybe it doesn't exist. It might anywhere. not. Yeah, I don't know that it exists in widespread if it's available for people to, to watch. It was supposed to have been phenomenal. Hmm. Phenomenally, unintentionally, hilariously bad. Let's end with, I like to call him a Christmas genius, Bob Clark. You ever heard of Bob Clark? Nope. He like directed. a generic man name. It is a very generic name. He was a Canadian Film director. Oh, wait, I'm going to interrupt you. Okay, go ahead. We're going to go back to the Star Wars special. Okay. It does have a Rotten Tomatoes score. <gasps> what? How? So it's, then it must be it available must be. for viewing. 29%. 29%. That's just, that tells you you're a yeah. Star Wars nut. Yeah. Because that's not true. <laughs> it has a budget of a million dollars. Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah. From 1978. Uh-huh. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. A million dollars? Oh, that sounds... Trillion dollars. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I guess they did. They, they intended to release his video. They intended to have multiple broadcasts of it. So maybe. Okay. Well, thank you, Carrie. You're welcome. So Bob Clark, he directed one of your favorite Christmas movies, I am sure. Do you know which one? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Nope. Um, Christmas Story? 34th Street? Much later. The Grinch, Deadpool? How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Nope. Live action. The, crit, the, the oh, live action. Live action. Home Alone? Do we already say that? You're getting warmer. Home kind Alone of. Too. Sort of. Not exactly. Santa Claus. A Christmas story. Oh, oh. Yeah, the reason it? you're warmer is because Macaulay Clockin looks a little bit like the kid in a Christmas story. Yeah. A little bit. Mm, not even close. Okay. But, okay. So you were not warmer. A Christmas story. He, Bob Clark was of that family classic Christmas story in which Darren McGavin tries not to let his son shoot his eye out with a BB gun, as you recall. 
Mm-hmm. It, a Christmas Story, by the way, was released in 1983. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like it was made? It looks and feels like it was made in 1968 mm-hmm. or something well, like that. It just yeah. looks so much older than that. That was nine years before that, though, in 1974, Bob Clark, that same Bob Clark of Christmas Story fame, made a movie called Black Christmas. Mm. This was a Canadian slasher film. Oh, my God. We're starring Olivia Hussey, Keir Delea, Margot Kidder, and Andrew Martin. Mm. That is, uh, all the wow. big Canadian guns were in Jesus. it for this movie. I don't know how Shatner was not in this movie. <laughs> yeah, what the f- <laughs> It was released in the U.S. under the, the title Silent Night, Evil Night. Does that ring a bell? No. Nope. It was before our time. It was, we were kids. Either way, though, this was a Christmas movie in which a deranged man goes on a killing spree at a college sorority on Christmas. Wow. The sorority sisters are suffocated with a plastic bag, <laughs> hung with a hook, through the face, and also stabbed with a glass figurine. Her screams while she's being stabbed were drowned out by children downstairs singing Christmas carols. Yikes. Of course. There, there have to be Christmas horror movies now. I'm sure there are, but yeah. this, was, this was the first, I think. Yikes. The heroine in this movie, she kills the bad guy with a poker, only to find out that he was completely innocent. <laughs> he was oh not God. the actual killer. That's how, that's how uplifting. By the way, wow. spoiler alert. I was going to say spoiler. Sorry about that. Uh, so, I mean, thank you, Bob Clark. If that's not the most wonderful Christmas present ever, I'm not sure what it is. I want to see this movie. <laughs> okay. I got to find out on Netflix. <laughs> Don't you think? Doesn't that sound fascinating? No. Okay, I guess it mm-hmm. isn't. Here's some extra credit, though. Two weeks before this movie, now being retitled Stranger in the House, was going to make its debut on American television. It's like a, a few years later, right? It's going to, you know, that back in the day where it took years to get on yeah. television, right? Yes. It was going to make its debut on American television just two weeks before that. Two students were murdered oh. and two more attacked and injured at a sorority house at Florida State University. Uh. Very uncomfortably similar to the premise of the movie. Yeah. The governor of Florida. He asked NBC not to air the movie out of respect yeah. for what happened. The network molded around, thought about it, and said, you know what? We will let our Southeast affiliates in like Florida, Georgia, and Alabama, so the area, the general area of the, the country, you'll be allowed to show an alternative movie in that time slot instead of this horrific Christmas slasher movie, yeah. if you want. That's how, that's how nice NBC was mm-hmm. about it then. The murderer... Of those two sorority girls at Florida State? Mm-hmm. Any idea? The real-life actual killer. Who did this? Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was the guy who did it. He was later convicted of those were two wow. of the murders that he was convicted of in Florida. Yikes. That's the Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got to watch. watch I, I, <laughs> I urge you all to watch A Black Christmas and A Star mm-hmm. Wars Holiday Special. Yeah. I am going to, for sure. <laughs> so that's our weird Christmas Special edition here, Carrie, on the day after Christmas, or maybe even a day and a half after Christmas <laughs> by the time we get this uploaded. Hope you enjoyed it. Anything to add? Merry Christmas, everybody. All right. And happy or, all the other ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> happy holidays. Happy non-denominational holidays. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. All right. That's okay, it. Dokes. We'll leave you. We won't tell you about where to find us and stuff. You know where. Mm-hmm. You found us already, so. Know where to find me, bitch. See you. <laughs> Next year. In 2020. <laughs> Bye. <Deuces. laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>